Chapter 5, as we had mentioned earlier, is a description of the Philistines who have taken, who have captured the ark in battle and placed it before their own god, before Dagon. And as we had seen earlier, the Philistines believed that in defeating the Israelites, they not only defeated the Israelites, they have defeated the god of the Israelites, so therefore they take the ark, which they identify with God, and they place it before their own god, whose name is Dagon. But, when they wake up the next morning, Dagon is fallen before the ark, so they take Dagon, and they restore Dagon to Dagon's place. Next morning they get up, and again, in verse number 4, Again, the Dagon has fallen. And this time, Rosh Dagon, The head and both hands of Dagon were cut off, lying on the threshold. Only Dagon's trunk was intact. In other words, Dagon is falling before the ark. The point being, of course, that the reason that the Philistines have captured the Ark is not because they have vanquished the God of the Israelites, but rather because God wants the Philistines to capture the Ark. One might say, God does not want the Ark to reside amongst the Israelites. But God certainly doesn't want the Ark to be subservient to the God of the Philistines. So that The ark goes where God wants it to go. But we humans can never know precisely where God wants it to go, nor can we control where the ark will go. This is a very important theme throughout the book of Samuel. You can't control where the ark will go. I am reminded of a story that appears in 2 Samuel, when King David, after capturing Jerusalem, determines to bring the ark up to the city of Jerusalem, to David's city. Hopefully get to that chapter later on. But as they're bringing the ark up, and David puts the ark in a wagon, and the wagon is headed towards David's city, and suddenly the oxen stop. It's chapter 6 of 2 Samuel. The oxen stop, and the ark begins to slide out from the back. It's going to fall out. So one of the priests who's accompanying the ark is named Uzzah. And Uzzah rushes forward, and he grabs, he holds on to the ark. And the text says, he died there before God. David named the place Peretz Uzzah. One, of course, in reading that particular story, asked the question, why should Uzzah die for trying to prevent the ark from falling to the ground? It's something anybody would do. If you're in a synagogue and someone is holding a a Torah scroll, Sefer Torah, and it begins to slip out of somebody's hands and it's going to fall to the ground, everyone would rush forward to catch the Torah before it hits the ground. So Uzzah seems to be doing a good deed. Why has this good deed been punished? But the deeper significance of that story, and it's related to our chapter over here, is actually quite simple. If the ark is falling to the ground, it's because, because God wants it to fall to the ground. 
The ark goes where God wants it to go. Uzzah doesn't understand that. Uzzah thinks he's going to prevent the ark from going where God wants it to go. That's his mistake. Maybe well-intentioned mistake. But that's the mistake of Uzzah. So the Philistines have made a similar mistake. They think they have captured the ark because through their own force they have taken the ark, not understanding. The ark goes where God wants it to go. In this case, I would say it goes where God wants it to go. And most certainly, it leaves where God doesn't want it to be, which is amongst the Israelites in the field of battle. Now, there's something else here about the Philistines. The Philistines are the main enemy of Israel in the book of Samuel. I call it the book of Samuel, because it is one book. Samuel 1 and 2 are one book. This will become very important in our study of Samuel. But there's something about the behavior of the Philistines in this chapter, which is reminiscent of two other stories. In this story, they capture the Ark of God, and they place it in front of their own God. That's a kind of mocking or taunting. Our God is better than your God. And it's reminiscent of what we encountered in the previous book of the Bible, the book of Judges. In that book, the last of the judges, the Shoftim, is Shimshon, Samson. Samson does battle against the Philistines. Samson is a solo operator. He doesn't fight with Israelites. He fights alone. He defeats the Philistines. He has an army. His army are basically the animals, the foxes, the jawbone of the ass. Nature is Samson's army. No other people. And finally, at the end, through Samson's wife, Delilah, the secret of Samson's great supernatural power is discovered, comes from God. He's a Nazarite. His hair is cut, and he loses his power. And the Philistines, when they defeat Samson and capture Samson, they put him in a jail, and they make fun of him. They mock him. So the idea of taunting and mocking, they poke out his eyes. The idea of mockery, of taunting, seems to be a Philistine characteristic. Both in the story of Samson, <coughs> they're the main adversary is Samson. In the case over here, they see their adversary is God. The Ark of God, they're going to mock the Ark of God. They're going to put God's God of Israel in, 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 in place, as far as they see it. And then we have a third story in the book of Samuel. The first king of Israel, King Saul. King Saul is killed by the Philistines at the end of what's called 1 Samuel. And before Saul dies, he's very frightened, and he asks his arms bearer to kill him. He's afraid, he says, that if the Philistines come and they take him alive, they will t mock him, they will torture him. So rather than falling into the hands of the Philistines, he asks his arm bearer to kill him. But his arms bearer refuses to do so. So then Saul, in the terrible straits he is in, falls on his own sword. And in point of fact, the fears of Saul, that the Philistines upon capturing him will torture him, will mock him, will taunt him, or whatever, it's clear that Saul's fears were real, 
and very correct. Because we are told at the very end of First Samuel, which is chapter 31, verses 8 and 9 and 10, that on the next day, after the battle was over, Vayavo plishtim with fashet in verse 8 of chapter 31, the Philistines came to strip the slain. They find Saul and his sons, his three sons, Nofrim Bahara Gilboa, who have fallen in Mount Gilboa, they cut off his head. They took off his armor. And they sent them throughout the land to spread the news in the temples of their idols and amongst the people. They placed his armor in the temple of Ashtarot. And then impaled his body on the walls of Beit Shan. So we see the same approach. We see the mockery. We see the taunting. We see the demonstration of subservience to the gods of the Philistines, to Ashtarot, etc. It's exactly what we have in chapter 5. It's the way the Philistines operate. In that story, at the very end of the book of Samuel, there are people from Israel who try to restore the dignity of Saul. People got up, and these people are from a town called Yavesh Gilad. They see what the Philistines have done to Saul. They walk all night. They take the body of Saul and his children off the wall of Beit Shan. They burn the bodies. They take the bones and they bury the bones, and they fast for seven days. So in that story, we have a group of Israelites trying to restore the honor of the king of Israel. The Philistines have mocked. In the case of Samson, we know that Samson regains his strength at the end and is able to destroy uh, the place where he is found. That's in chapter uh, 16. Uh, the chapter 16 verse number 25 they call Samson to to to, to dance before them and of course Samson is able to regain his strength and to destroy the place where he is found. In the case of Saul, after his death, it's the Israelites. And in the case of the ark, it's God. God is able to exact vengeance against the Philistines to tell them, in effect, that you misunderstand the situation. But the way the Philistines behave is the same in all three stories. And these are the enemies of the Israelites in the book of Shemuel. But to come back to the main point, which is an essential point in the book of Shemuel, the ark goes wherever God determines it to go. In this particular case, God has determined that it must leave Israel for the moment and reside temporarily amongst the Philistines.